Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, former WWE superstar, one half of the illest tag team ever, crime time. You guys and girls is killing it, man. Keep doing your thing and make sure everyone else, I want you guys to listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Cheer! Wrestling POV is preposterous, is obnoxious, is atrocious, is ridiculous, is cheerless, is interesting, but stupid! Wrestling POV is your point of view, bring you 20 years of change in the wrestling business. From the spotlight to the polls, from birthdays to hot tech news. Wrestling news, rumors, and injury report Covered by the greatest in the whole dance sport This week in wrestling, who made the book? My second shot full pay-per-view points game Love, peace, and wrestling is what they're all about So sit back, kick back, and hear them all loud What's going on, fellas? The boys are back in town yeah. The $50 man is finally back Yeah I'm going to disappear for about a month. Yeah. Yeah, man. Those hemorrhoids must have been real bad. Dude, they were killing me. <laughs> killing me. So, do you guys hear the uh, the latest here of uh, Brock Lesnar? No. Yeah. I heard that. Uh, He's been added to the WWE active uh, Raw roster. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The beast is back in town. Well, I mean, go for, when this whole pandemic started, he was like, I ain't wrestling like this. Nope. <laughs> you know, so I think we said it a long time ago that he was going to be back when crowds starts coming. Yeah, I can see that. And crowds are starting to come in July. Yeah. Yep. We're in June. Yep. So... See, this is why you got to listen to the damn show. Yes. Yes, sir. Brock Lesnar's coming back. I, how do I feel about it? I'm excited because you know what? I feel like a lot of people and myself are all together on this. I'm sick of Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Sick Amen of seeing to it. that. Well, that's, that's all they got right now. Yeah. Yep. And I will say this because I know we're going to be talking about the releases later. I do have some things to say about that in relation to what you just said, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a happy camper. Yeah. No. But uh, no, I agree with you too. You know, I, I don't want to say that I'm sick of seeing Bobby Lashley versus Drew because think about it this way. Okay. And, and this is what everybody needs to understand is that you can't just have a feud and then all of a sudden just drop it. Does, it won't make sense. It won't make any yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? So with a feud, you got to, there, there, there is got to be like an end game here. There, there, there has to be. Yeah. But think of it this way. Tyson versus uh, Wilder. Okay. They're already scheduled for Tyson versus Wilder three. Yeah. I can't wait to see that fight. Are we getting tired of that? That's a feud. You know what I'm saying? It's different though because they fought about five or six times already. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is that you know, I, I haven't heard not one person say I'm getting sick and tired of. Tyson. Well, it, oh, well, Tyson. a trilogy, a trilogy Tyson is different. 
Yeah. yeah. Then a uh, year like, long. I think uh, Wilder beat him the first time, right? Uh, was yeah. it? Or Tyson? I think Tyson won. Tyson won. Tyson. Yeah. It was a draw the first one. First one was a draw, I think. Was it? I, I couldn't remember. So. Okay. Either way, I'm just saying, you know, if feuds do end, but it's just how do you end it? Um, with uh, with Bobby Lashley and Drew, I'm going to say that I'm getting tired of Drew more yes. than the feud. Of course. And I'm not saying that in the bad way. I'm just saying that as in, all right, Drew, come on. Give somebody else Back a Back in the line. Yeah. That, yeah, back in the line. You had your shot. You need the break. Yeah, you fucked it up. You go in the back of the line. I don't hear no more of your shit, Drew. And I know he's listening. Exactly. Unless you want to come on the show, Drew. Then we'll, uh, we'll say go for it. Go for the Yeah, show. go for it. Go for it all the time. Every time. We love you, Drew. Come on the show. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, we, we'll talk more on that later on. Let's get straight into the uh, spotlight. Rick, this Ted, Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man, is he the greatest wrestler to not win the WWE title? Now, I know there's a lot of names that have not won the WWE title. You got yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Roddy Piper, Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. You know, the list goes on and on. Owen Hart. It's a long list of guys that have never won it. But is Ted DiBiase the greatest to ever not win it? And in my opinion, I think he is the greatest character to not win it, not the greatest wrestler. So if I was to say yes or no, it would be no. He is not the greatest wrestler. I think he's the greatest character to never win it. You need to explain yourself, Rick, to some people like really weirded out by what you just said. Yeah, I think uh, character-wise, he's very villainous. He's uh, uh, He does things that people normally wouldn't do to get over on other people. Uh, character-wise, Re- wrestling-wise, it's not there. He's not a great wrestler. He's a great character. He, he develops uh, strategies to overcome his adversaries. You know what I'm saying? He just He's not the greatest wrestler in the ring technically Owen Hart is probably the greatest wrestler to not win the WWE title because he technically is a great wrestler uh Ted DiBiase was more of a great character oh Mr. Perfect is another technical wrestler that I would put over Ted DiBiase as someone that didn't win the WWE title so for me uh Ted DiBiase as great as he was he wasn't the greatest wrestler to not win the WWE title Todd J Fuller he said yes Darren Metzler, he says not even close. Wow. Wow. Didn't like what you had to say there, Rick. <laughs> Didn't like it. Didn't like it. He was just like, nope, you're wrong. Um, <clears throat> Clay, what are your thoughts on this one? You know, for me, as I'm looking back at, like Rick said, there's so many guys that were great in their time and not winning the WWE title. And just to compare Ted DiBiase to a lot of them, yes, he was one of the best characters to not win the uh, WWE championship, but I wouldn't say he's the best uh, to not win it. So I would have to say with no. And that's just like, like also, if you want to throw out there, you got Razor Ramon. Would you put Razor Ramon over Ted DiBiase as a better wrestler? Yeah. I would. So yes. it's just like, oh, absolutely. when you think about it, you're just like, okay, Razor Ramon, Owen would, Hart. Honestly, you know? And I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but I would put Razor over uh, Owen too. 
Wow. Wow. Well, I hate you. I know. <laughs> uh, right now, a lot of people do. <laughs> for what I just said. Yes. But I'm fine with that. It's my opinion, goddammit. But uh, no, it's I that I think out of all those people you named, I think Razor is the number one guy, in my opinion, that should have won the title, the heavyweight title. A second would for me would be Mr. Perfect. Okay. Uh, third, I would say that it's a toss up between Jake and Owen. Wow. Yeah. That's how I see. You know, I, I I do see Jake. Could you imagine if Jake had the title, what he would have done with that title? Have the snake slithering all over it. Have it. Yeah. Like, let me let me just throw, let me throw this at you. You say that, okay? Uh, I know a lot of wrestlers, uh, even from back in that day, that say that um, they they never wanted the championship. Yeah. They just want to wrestle on a good story. Um, you made that comment about Jake. But Bray was the same way, and they still gave him that title. Yeah, and look what happened. Yeah, yeah. look what. Happened. So can we really say, you know, shit? You know, uh, Jake's the champion now. Okay, what's he gonna do with it? Probably can't do shit because he just likes telling his story his way. And this yeah. is the same thing with Bray. For me, Bray winning that championship was the biggest mistake. Now, when I mean Bray, I'm I'm talking about the fiend Bray, this Bray that we have now. He's right. never had that championship. And then he gets squashed in Saudi Arabia against Bill Goldberg. Seriously? Yep. Oof. Yeah. That's what you do? But that's what I'm talking about, though. So maybe, who knows? Maybe it was probably better if they didn't win the championship because yeah. some atrocity like that would have happened. Yeah. So that's where I fall on that. Uh, that is your spotlight this week. All right, Rick, do you, do you got anything for next week? Spotlight. Um, you know, you always put me in the spotlight. Damn right I do. You should know better. Spotlight. Um, <laughs> no, it's going to be a surprise. How about that? You say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> and it ends up not being a surprise. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next on our uh, Facebook post. Uh, damn, this one hurt, kind of. Uh, uh releases more oh, releases. Did yep. some more releases at this mug. The fuck is going on here? Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot. Let me tell you something. I love Ruby. Oh I'm- man, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to say the Riot Squad anymore, especially at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, yes, man. Ruby Riot wins women's Royal Rumble. Good Lord. Uh, Lana Santana Garrett, who was supposed to debut last night on SmackDown. Wow. Yes. And uh, Buddy Murphy. Uh, We asked, what are your thoughts? Matt Novak, he came out. He's just more wasted talents, unfortunately. Braun was a lost cause as soon as he he wasn't the monster anymore. Black and Murphy could have achieved so much more with their talent. Uh, Josh Sanders put in uh, what's going on. <laughs> uh, looks like a guy from the office, I'm assuming. I have, I yes. Have, so don't, don't. Yeah, you're ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> Josh also said, okay, I heard some false info. Thank God that Liv, Umberto, and Garza are still employed. Also heard falsely that Keith Lee was released too. I heard that too. I've seen that a couple times around, but I don't think it was true, obviously, because I didn't see it no more. 
Well, you know what, Josh Sanders? Who are you listening to? You should only be listening to one podcast and one news source, and that's, that's right. Recipe OV. So what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? That's true. Josh, so, I'm talking to you in your earbuds right now. What are you doing? What so he says, here, here's a question I have for wrestling POV. If you were in charge of letting some wrestlers go, who would you choose? He chose the Mysterios, the Street Profits, Elias, and Dana Brooke. <laughs> Dana wow. Brooke I agree with, kind of. But the other three? Oh, I don't know about that. Um... I would Before release we go the Mysterios. On and talk about these releases. Uh, who's what? your picks? Who who's your picks? I would release the Mysterios. I no. I'm over them. No. Dominic is no, not no. even the shape to wrestle. Rick, stop, stop. You can't go off of because I hate them. No, you're I'm only going this off of what business. Josh Sanders said. No, no, no. no. Um, That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm over Dominic. I never liked Dominic. I think Dominic is an out of shape adolescence uh, wrestler. But they're bringing you in money. They're bringing you in. Yeah, I get it. I understand it. And I'm over Rey Mysterio because Rey Mysterio is outdated. He's done. Um, Dana Brooke, yes, she can go. Elias can go. Uh, Rick Booge is my new favorite instrumentalist, by the way. He's amazing. (laughs) Um, Not because he has my name or anything. Well, I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) And Street Profits can stay for sure. Um, But Braun Strowman needed to go. Why? You know, all the Braun Strowman is the worst big man I've ever seen. He's worse than Giant Gonzalez. I don't no, understand. Wait a minute, no. wait, whoa, is it his whoa. fault or is it WWE's fault? It's his fault. No. He doesn't know how to talk. No. He doesn't he, know how to talk. What do you expect? He's in a situation. He's in a situation where if he doesn't do what he's told, he can be not even used. Not even used on TV. Okay, but then if he speaks up, they're gonna be like, "Oh, come on, I, I mean, you think you know?" What? He's still fresh behind the ears, man. Well, word is that he yeah. is very mouthy backstage. I'd never heard that. I haven't yeah. either. Yeah, that he's but very mouthy, and he, he also tra- makes a million dollars a year. I didn't even know that. That's ridiculous. That's too wow. much. I don't think, honestly, I, I think it's WWE creators' fault if. People doesn't like Braun Wade. Because think about it this way. When he was with the Wyatt family, I was scared of this dude. Okay? Yeah. He looked like, uh, what's the dude's name from Revenge of the Nerds? Yes. Or Booger, one one of them two. You know, even though he did look like him. But he was still frightening. And you know what it was? It was because he didn't talk. Yeah. He needed to talk. Exactly. They made him human by talking. And that's their fault. That's not his. He's only doing what he's told. He's doing what his boss is telling him to do. So it's not his fault. We'll see what happens, obviously. Yeah. We'll see what happens where and where he goes. But I don't agree that it's he's the worst big man. He's a very big dude and very agile. You can't compare uh, Braun Strowman to like Giant Gonzalez. It's two different people. Braun Strowman moves 10 times better than Giant Gonzalez. He can move as well as he wants. He still sucks, man. He's nothing compared to Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow and all those other guys. He, yo, I'll never forget when he stiffed Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar said, yo, hold my beer. Hit him with a two piece combo. It was glorious. Um, 
But no, I never liked Braun Strowman. I'm over Braun Strowman. He's one of those guys that he did nothing for me. And whenever he was involved in the title picture, it was just like, you're going to lose. You're going to fucking say, get these hands again. You're in terrible storylines. Yes, I get that. That's not creative. But his wrestling ability was just not there. And I, you know what? You're right. It is creative's fault because him talking is the worst decision they ever made because he yes. can't talk. He's a just prime, god awful at it. A prime example of this going on. They're doing the same thing with Karrion Cross, I believe. Karrion oh, was yes. scary at the beginning, but now he's starting to talk more, and I'm starting to take him less serious. And I feel like that's the Braun effect right there. Yeah. So no, I'm absolutely right with that one. Yeah. It's with with Karrion, though, uh, I do agree. They're making him talk way too much. Mm-hmm. But to me, I still find him intimidating. Some of the things that he is saying, but you can tell the promos are that's not his forte. Right. Yeah. Tell. He's got the voice. It's very intimidating, and it goes with his look. But I think the more he talks, the more it's going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. You got Scarlet right there. Make her be his voice, you know? And for some reason, WWE doesn't like that for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. Um, She's still killing it, though. Scarlet is. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. With her facial feature, you know, with her facial expressions, you know? Yeah. She tells her story even with that, which I'm like, she's pretty good. So yeah. I let her talk for him. No, you're right. But out of all the releases that we're talking about, Braun mainly, what about Alistair Black? He's going now, he's going to go by Tommy End. Uh, but not only that, he's got his wife, Zelina Vega, who's apparently was signed back to the WWE, was seen at the Performance Center. So what the hell is going on with this? I don't know. I mean, I feel like with Alistair, it's WWE creative's fault too. Like they gave him certain storylines that didn't fall through. He's a great talented wrestler. And even like the storyline that he was coming up and then he's gone. Yeah. It's like, it sucks. Now hear this. Uh, he went on his wife's Twitch stream and uh, he, he said what the future storylines was for him for Aleister Black, which was like, he was just going to go on this crazy run, beating everybody up, like kind of almost Bray Wyatt-ish. And um, apparently the the last part of it was he was going to go after Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon was all for it. He's like, wow. Yeah, he goes, that's a great idea, pal. I love it. Let's do it. And, and Vince was all in on his vignettes, loved his vignettes, loved everything that he was doing. And then this happens uh, last yeah. week on Smack or two weeks ago on SmackDown. He came out and he did Black Mass on. I'm like, this is awesome. Okay, great. This is yeah. I'm, okay. I like this Alistair Black. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, we let him go. Yep. I wonder what the hell is going on with this. Now, I did hear this. It's not part of my rumors, but I did hear it. And I thought uh, to say it now because we are talking about it is that they're saying the reason why they're starting to release all these people is because, number one, they realize that they have a a bulk of wrestlers. Number two, they're saying that it might be up for sale. Yeah, I heard that. The best way to sell your product is to make sure you, you know, take away some of the payroll and uh, to see how, just to show them, well, this is how much money we're bringing in. 
and this is how much we're paying. So, you know what I'm saying? Does it make sense to you guys? But, you know, so the names I've heard was Disney. And Uh I'm sorry, nothing against Disney, but keep Disney for fucking kids. They already took away the damn Avengers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted, there was, and a long time ago before Disney bought them, that I heard they was going to make an Avengers movie that was rated R. I was like, hell yeah. But with Disney, they're not going to do that. So just imagine what Disney would do with WWE. Oh, yeah. They'll fucking make it shit. Good Lord. They're already trying to make it for the past, what, two, three years, kid friendly. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine with Disney. Disney. They'll probably make freaking fairies come out. Wait, we already got one. Fucking Candace Butterfaces. Yes, there you go. So they already started. It's already started. But I did hear the main uh, culprit to buy WWE was NBC. Yeah, I heard that too. So would this make sense? Again, you're the owner of WWE, Rick. And, you know, this, you have to, this is a tough decision to make. So what do you, do you follow through and says, you know what? Yeah, release those guys. Braun is already at a million. Uh, Alistair Black, I'm assuming, is in the uh, six figures. Ruby Riot's got to be in the six figures. Lana in the six figures. Santana Garrett's probably just making minimum wage. And Buddy Murphy is probably close to the six figures or over that. So you think you do the math on that, you're looking at about two, three million dollars, possibly, that you're saving a year. So is that a smart business decision you guys take over? Yeah, absolutely. It's a smart business decision. You want to get rid of the people that are just there. I mean, it doesn't. It still doesn't make sense to me why they got rid of Alistair Black because you just developed the whole story and you, you spent money on making those packages because somebody made those packages, so you paid them to make them. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's a weird thing on, on that. But, yeah, it makes sense to – Get, get rid of the heavyweight. Get rid of that weight. You know that those guys that are bringing in paychecks that aren't doing much. Like Lana, what was she doing? She was part of this tag team with Naomi, but most of the time she was just on TikTok doing things or on uh, yeah, Instagram. Was, you got to remember she was part of a storyline too, and she kept she was nice to the damn table. Alistair Black, you know, it seems like they they were throwing him in. Braun Strowman was just in the storyline. I think yeah. out of all of the guys that's on that list. The ones that weren't really doing much was Ruby Riot, Santana Garrett, which she was supposed to make her debut. <clears throat> and uh, I was Buddy, Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. You know, he, he was in that storyline with the Mysterios, and then they kind of dropped that. So, yeah. You know, Thank it, God. Hard. for me, this this was hard, especially to decide who to let go. So, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead Rick. Yeah. And, and my thing is with Lana, imagine. Look, in the beginning of this this year, we were like, who's going to have the better year, Lana or Rusev? And the, for the first five months, we were like, Lana's having a great year and Rusev's not doing anything. And then finally, he was a TNT title and now she got released. So yeah. it looks like Miro, a.k.a. Rusev, is going to run away with this, who's going to have the better year, unless she goes to AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, and listen, of course we're going to talk about that because of all of these people got released. Where are they going to go? Yeah. Braun shouldn't go to AEW before we yeah. get Clay's thoughts of if he would do the same thing on that list. Who would be in AEW? Uh, Lana, Lana, Lana for sure. Yeah, really? um, 
Ruby. Ruby. I would say Ruby. Yeah. What about I, I think Braun goes to New Japan. I think Braun goes to Impact. No, you uh, know, I have to throw this at you guys. This is a curveball. But uh, a lot of rumors going on this week is that WWE and New Japan has been talking. Yeah, yeah, I've heard One that. One of the reasons is that, uh, if, of course, we have not seen Daniel Bryan since when? The since he lost to Roman. Yeah. Roman. And they're saying they're trying to work an angle to where uh, Daniel Bryan will be wrestling some tour dates over there at New Japan. So here's my issue. Not issue, but here's my scenario. Is that, did they release these guys to send them over there to New Japan? You know what I'm saying? It could be. Yeah, could be a possibility. And even I see like Aleister Black even, you know, being in New Japan. I could see him fitting in there pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. But... Buddy Murphy. It, I, see, I could I could see Buddy in AEW. Yeah, AEW or New Japan. I yeah. see a, I see NWA for Buddy Murphy. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, uh, what was you saying? Finish. Were you done? Yeah, I was done. Okay. So, Clay, what what would you do in that situation? Would you do the same thing, or would you keep these guys, release somebody else? What? As a businessman, and clearly I'm not, but. I would make them cuts. Honestly, it's it's smart for them. But, but these are guys that were just on TV. I would say, with the exception of Ruby Santana and man, uh, just them two. I would say. And I would have to agree with Rick. Like the whole thing with Alistair Black made no sense. Why to release him? You were pushing and pushing, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah. Uh, Braun, he just got out of a storyline, but really, like he was the one that took the pin. What else would he have to do, you know, to get him back and make a random storyline again? So I kind of understand why he was released, but at the same time, he is he is one of the top guys on Raw. Uh, it's just one of them things. So if it was me, yeah, I could I could see myself doing that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This one is tough. I, I honestly, out of all the people that's here, and if that if they gave me this list and say two people to to off this list to get rid of um it would have been santana garrett and um or two people that have to keep let's put it that way then i would say braun Strowman and alistair black the rest then would have to go wow if i had to make that choice so, i would keep alistair black and lana really yeah she brings a lot with TikTok and Instagram. She brings a lot of attention to that. And that's uh and that brings in the women fan base as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to agree with you, Tony. Bron and Alistair. Yeah. 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 Unfortunate, but hey, what can you do? You know, I mean, if it's a business decision, was it the right one? Was it the wrong one? You know, we can't. We can't sit here and say, you know, because of our personal feelings that, yeah, fuck them. You know, fuck them. <laughs> Get rid of somebody else. You know what I'm saying? You know, we have to look at this as a business decision. And oh, yeah. Questionable. For me, it's questionable at most because of Aleister Black and, and the way they're investing his promos and shit like vignettes. It's like, wait, we don't, a lot of people don't get it. I don't get it. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Makes no sense. And I'm sorry, but Braun Strowman, too. 
He was, well, they save money on the sound effects now. No more train sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they haven't even been using that. Uh, no, they haven't. A few times. So maybe they realized it before that. <laughs> that was stupid. Very yeah, stupid. God, yeah. <laughs> very, 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 very dumb. As Charles Barkley would say. So, uh, all right. That's it for the uh, Facebook post. If anyone else, actually, there was one. It was about who, I forgot who wrote it, but someone uh, wrote on our Facebook uh, page uh, who would be Roman's next uh, opponent for the universal title. Um, any guesses? <laughs> um, as what SmackDown's bringing, I'm guessing Jimmy Uso. Really? Yeah. Uso? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So out of all the people they got, he would be their next one. I would say, I'd say Cesaro. Yeah. Keep him in there. No. I mean, yeah. just how the storyline's going with the bloodline. Now he's going to make Jimmy fall in line. So yep. that's yeah, just how I, how I see it. Yeah, he's going to beat his ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that being said, it's time for the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right. Before we do that, let's get to some birthdays. <laughs> All right. Nia Jax turns 37 years old. 37. Damn, wow. Yeah. Um, also, last week, Natalia turned 39, and uh, Mickey James, remember, she said, once you turn 40 in the wrestling business, uh, they look at you like you don't belong, and then you're too mm-hmm. old, And but you got men that wrestle into their 60s, so uh, <laughs> something to look towards. Um, AJ Styles turns 44 years old. Wow. Yeah. How much, how much, Getting up there, AJ. How much longer he's got, you think? To do all those flips, a couple Who, of years. Yeah. yeah, who's older, him or or Orton? I think Orton is older. Is he? Is he? Oh no 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 no! AJ's older. Sorry. I'd oh. say AJ. Orton's only thirty nine. Yeah. Orton's only thirty nine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's forty yet. Right. No. Wow. Shoot. Uh, John Silver from the Dark Order turns thirty years old. No kidding. Huh? Yeah, he was a lot Andy older. Anderson uh, stunt double there. There you go. Andy Anderson's <laughs> favorite wrestler in AEW. Yeah. Uh, speaking of favorite wrestler in AEW, uh, Jay Cargill turns 29 years old. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. And of course, and not to say it's this is the greatest birthday of the week. I mean, come on. <laughs> but it is. Rick Serrano Luther turns 34 (laughs) years old. Happy birthday, Rick. Wow. Yeah. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Rick. Um, Thank you. Love the picture. That was funny. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 34 years old now. This is who I am. I got a hernia. I'm falling apart, guys. Mm. With that being said, it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. a lot about the the releases so i only have one thing on on my news aside from the releases and stuff like that um adam page the hangman is expecting a baby congratulations adam yes he is congrats yeah Yeah. oof on to the rumors tony wow that was a big huge (laughs) question on that one good lord man i mean congrats <laughs> all right, uh, rumors. <laughs> After all the releases within the past few weeks, WWE is looking to reload the main roster. 
So expect a massive amount of call-ups soon from NXT. So okay. They doing all these releases to bring people from NXT on up. All right. Who, we'll see it. Who would it be, though? Balor. Yes. He's definitely got to come Balor, back. A lot of uh, WWE officials, and I put that in quotes, uh, they've been pitching for Finn Balor to come back to the main roster. They, they said for the past six months. So... Uh, we I uh, mentioned earlier who would Roman next opponent be. I say put Finn Balor in that picture then. To get yeah. decimated? To the demon. What? <laughs> to get oh. decimated? Yes. If he, you know, if he can, well, if he was supposed to get decimated, he better not be the demon. Yeah. Uh, now, do you think, because we have an NXT takeover in your house coming up, yeah. um, there's a fatal five-way. I know I'm jumping ahead. But do you think this is a way to have – carry and lose the belt to get called up on the main roster yeah yes if so what brand raw or smackdown and smackdown probably i say raw i think raw i uh yeah. i don't know that's a tough one it is yeah it is but my thing is if he's gonna go after the title the person that's carrying the title they have to be a baby face like a huge baby face for him to get this title off that person. No. Uh, yeah. Who else do you see? Like uh, Io Shirai, maybe? Yeah. Um, all up. Yep. Um, there's a lot of guys they have there. I, mm. I want to say Adam Cole, but it mm. seems like he's staying in NXT. You think so? I think he's going to win the title. Really? Give it back to Adam Cole. Mm. I think LA Knight will probably get called up. Because yeah. yeah, he's, he's the more experienced Cameron Grimes. I would love to see in the main roster. Mm-hmm. For sure, that would be <laughs> hilarious. And also, <laughs> Ted DiBiase is bringing back the million dollar belt too. Yeah, so here. Uh, who who else do you see? Like women? We only named one woman. One woman. One woman. <laughs> um, you know what? I wouldn't be upset at Zoe Stark. Okay. Uh, Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Yeah. Have her feud with uh, uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. There you go. Bring that back. Yeah. Bring that back. Yeah, for sure. Um, trying to think of who else. Jeez. Would MSK be fit in, in the, on the main roster? Not yet. No. Nope. Not ready yet. Nope. Imagine MSK That's the same. versus the Usos or versus the Street Profits for that matter. That would be amazing. That, yes, it would. That'd be one hell of a match. Or what about um, uh, Legado de Fantasma? That's your squad right there, Tony. You love those dudes. Um, And I've been watching them, and I've been like, I I see what Tony's saying. I see what he's saying. No, they're really good. I think they can definitely uh, do uh, well on the main roster. Bring in Dorado and Grand Metallic. Yeah. That would be cool. I think that would be cool. I think they were sharing pretty damn good out there. For sure. Uh, who else we got? About Champa and Thatcher. Ooh. Now, I heard uh, Champa and Gargano, they don't want to be on the main roster. They want Because they know what would happen. They know exactly what would happen. And yeah. there's a, a good question. Uh, are they right? You know, <laughs> thinking like that. Yeah. And, I mean... <sighs> This is tough, with, especially with Vince, because of the simple fact that Vince, uh, he loves telling the story of the little guy beating the big guy, but he loves the big guys more. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. did a whole, whole angle with Eddie Guerrero years ago, making it seem like there's no way Eddie was going to win that belt. But the way Eddie cut these promos and, and just everything that Eddie did back in the day, he made yeah. it work. Yeah. You have uh, Daniel Bryan to defeat all odds and beat Orton and Batista for that title at Mania. So yeah. that there's another of the little guy getting one over on the big guy. So can it work with these guys with Adam with Adam Cole? Because Adam Cole's not that big. No, oh, I, can, I can see Adam. Don't Cole. tell him that. Yeah, I can I see Adam him that. I can see him making it work, but Adam Champa, Cole. Yes, Champa and Gargano. I uh uh-uh. uh. Gargano, no, no. Champa, yes. You see Champa doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not Gargano. No, not Gargano. Not Gargano. I don't. I don't want to see Gargano doing that crap. You know what? I got. I'm right there with you. (laughs) I will say this, okay? And this is probably the only good thing I will ever say about Gargano is that this heel run that he's doing would work on the main roster. Yeah. Oh, sure. Shit, heel. Yeah. Would work on the main roster. Depends Same. on who it is, though, too. I see Gargano and uh, Seth Rollins working well together mm. as a team. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Uh, I have to marinate on that one, though. Yeah. Let it marinate. Let it marinate, Tony. Yeah. Let it just, ooh, let it soothe in. Let it just absorb. Yeah. Put a little, it's not even uh, called Megano. Why am I saying it? Hey, uh, mozzarella. You know what I'm saying? Not mozzarella. It's mozzarella. But I heard it's not even mozzarella. That nah, is what it is. Guys from it's Italian, cheese. Uh, guys from Italian. <laughs> guys from Italy. They were like saying that's not how you say it. Eh? I went Spanish on that one. I don't know what the you fuck. Went, you went vampire <laughs> Dracula. Uh, you know what? Let's just forget about that segment. That little part yeah. right there. That I, just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I think. I think the 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 way Gargano is now. I think it's better off by itself, but to go after somebody like let's just say Biggie. You know what? As a matter of fact, a good example would be how Sami Zayn is with his character now. He does the yeah. shit thing, but he still can kick your ass. You know, so with with Gargano, that would work. But who? But against who though? Who would it, who would it work with? You know what I'm saying? Because Sammy, he can do it with anybody on that roster. Yeah, it'll yeah. work. With Gargano, it's got to be a certain person. I, yeah. I don't see him doing this chicken shit heel, but then he gets over on somebody like a Big E. No, um, no. You know that what I'm saying? To me, that, yeah, I'm just like, mm. so I don't know who that how that would work. Either way, um, he's expressed his. Thing of you know what I don't want to go to the main roster. I'll stay right here in NXT. But I think if push comes to shove for Champa, I think he would go depending on how much creative he has. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, I think is the same thing. It depends on how much creative he has. So uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, that was a long rumor. Uh, <laughs> my last rumor I have is Brock Lesnar's name was included in the script this past Monday Raw. Wow. Uh, WWE plans to bring him back soon, likely to feud with Bobby Lashley. So my guess, honestly, 
is he might be back by uh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the next matchup for uh, Bobby Lashley is Drew, obviously, at Hell in a Cell. And I think uh, Brock might interfere in that somehow. Either yeah. interfere or he's going to come out at the very end of that match. Here's a question I got for you guys. Whoa. When, yeah. Got just popped in my head. When Brock does come back, would he have a manager? Mm. No. He's going to be the so. unleashed beast. But he needs because he's another one. Because he can't cut a promo. Right. Before. But I don't even think he's at the position now where he feels like even cutting promos. I don't think he, he has to. Because you can't put Paul Heyman in there. Yeah. No. So it's like that wouldn't make any sense at all. But he's had a manager for most of his WWE comeback. Yeah. With yeah. Paul. So yeah. what, you know. I don't know. That's a good question to put on our Facebook page. Yeah. If Brock comes back, who would be his manager or does he even need one? Yeah. There you go. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I say yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I would say no. I don't. I think you I at least the beast. Yes. Look at that. It wrote itself. And you say, say no. no. Who sings that? The Beatles? The Beatles. Beatles, yeah. yeah. I knew that. <laughs> and drive everybody crazy? I don't even know. I said no. no. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. Uh, No, I don't think he needs. uh, Wait, you say goodbye. And I say no. Hello. You got it. Oh, hello. (laughs) You got to finish it at that point. Um, No, Brock Lesnar does not need a manager. Unleash the beast and let him do his thing. I say no. Uh, Clay, answer your own question. (laughs) You know, and I think. I know Brock could cut a promo, but I think I agree with Tony. At this point in his career, I don't think he wants to talk. So I would say, yes, he needs a manager. All right. There you go. So we'll find out. Well, before we go into injury, uh, made a little boo-boo here. It's time for the NXT UK report with our UK correspondent, Matt Novak. Hello again, and welcome back to the NXT UK recap. This edition of the show only had four advertised matches, so each had a lot to do to impress. The first match of the night was between Igor Dragunov and Naim Dar. The match was a back and forth affair with some brutal hits by both men. Uh, Dragunov does pick up a much needed win eventually via a torpedo in Moscow for the pin. Uh, Dragunov definitely needed this win as he was starting to look very weak recently and with the mental struggle storyline that they're running um, it's starting to edge on being like morally wrong as well um, portraying him as weak just because he's got a mental issue Uh, we then had an NXT tag team title defence with Pretty Deadly facing Jack Stars and Nathan Fraser the match went very quick and although had some decent offence from Stars and Fraser there was only ever going to be one team winning this match. Uh, pretty Deadly picked up the win via spilled milk and looked pretty comfortable doing it. Um, I actually love the whole image and persona of this team and definitely feel they're like a throwback to the proper tag teams of the 90s. Uh, my only concern is they're so similar to Brizango, so that might hamper their development if they do in fact move into NXT in for sale but we'll see um, in the third match of the night we saw Flash Morgan Webster versus Joseph Connors uh, with Ginny accompanying him the match um, was the best of the night so far with a fast paced hard hitting match uh, the match did descend into a predictable finish unfortunately though with Ginny getting involved and causing a distraction leading to Connors to take advantage and hit the unprettier 
to pin Webster for the one-two-three. They then ran a promo for Walter, who declared he would be back next week. Thank God. The show definitely misses his presence, and his return will be a huge lift for the brand. I honestly can't wait to have him back. It's, I mean, you can't not have your champion on the, uh, on the show each week. It's been weeks and weeks since he's been on there. Um, the main event of the night saw Rampage Brown take on Joe Kofi in a heavyweight battle. Uh, now, let me tell you, this was a real showcase of both men's abilities. For big guys, they really went for it. Um, we've seen a lot of Kofi recently, but you don't mind when the in-ring work was as good as it was. Uh, Kofi ended the match with a combo of the Glasgow send-off and the best of the bells, putting them away for the one, two, three. Overall, the night was really enjoyable, and I would give it a rating of three star. This is Matt Novak, and that is the NXT UK Report. And now, thank you, Matt, for that. I really appreciate you. Matt Novak! He's just fault, one of those man. guys. He's, he's one of those guys. He's an amazing guy. But sometimes... I forget things. And when I forget things, I, I make mistakes. And when I make mistakes, I make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I hold up to him. But it was all Tony's fault. It was Tony's fault. All right. On to injury with Clay Cummings. Only injury I have for this week. And if you caught Raw, Sheamus, broken nose. But <laughs> if he can go, then he won't miss any time. Let me, let me okay. About Sheamus. Sheamus, he wrestles snug, boy. Yes. He wrestles very snug. He's the type of dude that'll be like, hey, you got, you know, lay one on me there, fella. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, yeah. But as tough as Seamus is, he ain't going to miss any time. No, no. I think he'll have that, like, that protective mask thing, which I don't see how that protects it. But uh, uh, if it makes you feel better, why not? <laughs> That's all you got for injury, Clay? That's it. All right, let's go straight into the hot tag news. This week, we have what's next for the Velveteen Dream. Rick, take it away. All right, the Velveteen Dream. What's next for him? Um, Nothing. I don't think anybody touches him with the three-foot pole. I think everybody keeps their distance, and they just keep him away from their roster. I think he has too much of a factor on him. And nobody wants to be dealing with him. Also, he has pretty a pretty bad attitude from what I've heard uh, in the back. So I think, honestly, Velveteen, his career is over in the professional wrestling business. I don't think he's done had much of an impact in it for people to be like, oh, my God, we need to have him. So I think uh, Velveteen is done wrestling. That's my take and on it. I also heard, too, uh, they didn't, like, because I think we said it. Uh, when we first heard of Velveteen Dream getting released, was that they were saying it was because of that incident he had a long time yeah. ago on social media. They're saying that's not what it was. Uh, apparently, they did do their own investigation and they didn't find anything that would have him guilty of that. But they did say that there was a couple incidences in NXT that involved Velveteen Dream was like the main reason why they were letting him go. So wow. either way, I think I'll agree with you, Rick. I think his, I don't want to say his career is over because I've mentioned this many, many it's times. Over. It's over. Um, I mentioned this many, many times that there is someone somewhere out there, some promoter that's going to say, no, I want him in my promotion. Yeah. Some very um, small promotion. Very small, yes. yes. And I, I hate to say it like this, but I think somebody like TNA. <laughs> oh, wow. 
That'd be the down world spiral for I TNA. Think, if I it's think not TNA a- would bring him in. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because they have Rich Swan, and we That's all true. what yeah. happened to Rich Swan, what he did. Okay, is than the other. I'm not saying that at all, but they have him, and he was champion. Yeah, you know, I I, I got heat. Uh, uh, independent story here. I got heat for that backstage uh, uh, for an indie show because I put on I on our Facebook page. I guess Rich Swan couldn't handle it, and uh, <laughs> the guy that I was working with was like, "Oh, uh, you know, he's one of the boys. You shouldn't be writing stuff like that." Blah blah. I said, "Oh, this is what I do. I'm a podcaster, <laughs> and uh, I'm not gonna take it down." He's like, oh, well, that's that's fucked up. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I'm going to do what I have to do. He shouldn't have hit his wife. How about that? Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And and for him, I don't, I don't give a shit about now. You know, because I'll explain, you know, with that comment of, oh, he's one of the boys. You know, I mean, wrestling for as long as I have, and Andy Anderson can attest to this, you know, a lot of us are, we considered uh, the boys. You know, any engine, you know, like I can guarantee me and him can do a three hour long show on locker room shit and travel and, and shit like that uh, from our careers. You know, yeah. to me, Andy Anderson is considered one of the boys, you know, obviously, you know, and my thing is, if I've had a lot of the boys and if they did something fucked up, you know, I don't get no, get the, especially like that. You lay your hands on a woman like that, bro. And you want me to respect you as one of the boys just because you had time in it? No. The fuck out Absol- of here. Absolutely. Out of here. What was he talking about? Oh, so about Velveteen Dream. <laughs> uh, Clay, where, where do you think he's going to end up? You know, I would have to agree with Rick. I just, to, and Tony at the same time, I wouldn't say his career is over. But at the same time, he's got so much baggage right now going on. Uh, so mm-hmm. much unexplainable stuff uh, mm-hmm. that's happening with him. I just don't see him getting a wrestling gig anytime soon, unless it's some like very, very small promotion that thought, oh, well, let's make some noise. Let's be the first to call Velveteen. And it's like, that's about the only time I could see him getting something right now. Yeah. And and also another name I have to throw out, James Ellsworth. Look what yeah. happened with him and he's still getting work. Still getting work. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw this last question at you guys, and then we're going to take a quick pause for the calls. Would you, what would be your reaction if Velveteen Dream ended up in AEW? It would be just as big as the exploding ring. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Um, Wow. I I would be very shocked, honestly, if AEW would have went that route. But would you lose all respect for AEW for hiring somebody like this? Not I'm going to come out like someone like this. People got to understand, if you don't know what Velveteen Dream did or was accused of, I'm sorry, I apologize, I don't want to accuse anybody. Look it up. Look yeah. it up. And then you can see why we're saying it like this. But go ahead, Clay. No, like... I wouldn't lose all respect for AEW, but I'd lose a little bit, mm. honestly. But Rick, I'm a firm believer in uh, not innocent until proven guilty. Right, yeah, and I'm the same way. Into that point, but there is so much on him right now, it's just, it's hard to hard to say. Or say. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. Rick? As a, from a business standpoint, I don't see a problem with AEW starting with him. From a moral standpoint, I see a problem with it. So, um, at the end of the day, they're a business. If that's going to get you money, then you go for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, morally, I think it's wrong, and I think it's just one of those things where uh, you just lose a little bit of respect for me for signing him. But at the end of the day, it's a business, and you got to keep on keeping on. So, true. for sure. Yeah. Very true. So, all right. With that being said, again, if anyone has any comments, questions, throw it on our Facebook page and uh, we'll discuss it on the show. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a hot tag news or maybe Rick will consider using it as a spotlight. Who the fuck knows? Because he Who knows? comes up with it. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> he doesn't know. So with that being said, uh, we're going to take a quick pause for the cog. When we come back, we got This Week in Wrestling. Hi, uh, I'm WWE Superstar Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen. And uh, listen to Wrestling POV podcast and always do it with Flair. Woo! And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV and purchase a Wrestling POV podcast shirt today. We have five t-shirts available for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Please go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV, purchase a shirt. Uh, the shirt's goal, it helps us fund our four shows. That's right, four shows that we do for you guys. We have WrestlingPOV podcast with myself, Tony Diaz, and Clay Cummings. Uh, every Saturday, we cover everything in WWE. We have every Thursday, we have Wrestling POV Global with Clay, uh, Clay with Elio Canella, uh, TJ Logan, and Andy Anderson. They go over everything AEW, MLW, uh, New Japan, Impact, all that and more. Of course, every Wednesday, we have uh, WPOV Quarantine, our YouTube-based show, where we have various amount of guests that discuss random wrestling topics, and it's on our YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out. And, of course, Wrestling POV Aftermath, where we cover after every major pay-per-view so you don't want to miss out on that it's a great show all of our shows are great so make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestling pov buy a shirt today tony it is time to get raw yeah raw notes we uh let's go straight to the uh low points of raw uh i'm gonna go with uh shelton and cedric um i thought this feud was done and oh, the way yeah. they did this, like, I, I see what they're doing. Um, for me, I feel like they're kind of insulting our intelligence, but I see what they're doing. And for some reason, it's not working. I, and I'll tell you this much. I can't stand Cedric's promos. Oh, it, my God. Yeah. He has a weird sounding voice when he's trying to yell. It does I, not match. I'm Sheldon! I'm Sheldon! i how many times, you know, it's, oh my God, it's just horrendous. I gave it a 0.5. Clay, your low point. You know, I'm the same with you, Tony. I got Cedric Alexander versus Shelton Benjamin. I gave it a 0.5. I did not like this at all. And the same points as you, you just said. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. say that. And another 0.5 I gave was to Ms. TV at the beginning. Really? I did, you know, yeah. Like, wow. No, I thought, you know, John Morrison was hilarious in that. Yeah, I thought is. he was funny. The rest of it, I was just not in into it. Just the whole with Nikki Cross coming back, but you switch, you know, Rhea with Charlotte, and you made her lose to technically lose in two minutes to Nikki Cross. I just think that thing was stupid. So I gave it a point five. Wow, Rick. Wow. Um, my lowest point was Ricochet defeating Sheamus and Humberto defeating Sheamus. I'm over this already. 
And it's just like, Sheamus just got the U.S. title. I'm already over it. I'm like, I don't want to see this anymore. It's not believable for Ricochet to beat uh, uh, Sheamus. And Humberto is fine, but uh, no. Sheamus needs to be killing people, not losing to these guys. So I gave that a one each. Well, I will, def- I will say this on defense of that. It's something different. We haven't seen these two guys in God knows how long. And, you know, would we have the same reaction if they would have lost? Yeah. Uh, That's uh, in defense of that. No, yeah, I, I get you. I see what you're saying. Because, you know I mean, I get what you're saying with, with Seamus. Seamus should be beating everybody's ass. But at yeah. the same time, you know, where my point was from all these releases and everything like that was that I heard was, you know, um, like they have only like a handful of guys that they're going to use. And it's like, well, you got to change the shit up once in a while. So I, that's why I didn't mind this at all of, of uh, Umberto and Ricochet to be in this type of storyline to make them somewhat credible. Sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, but I do understand where you're coming from too. Seamus should be, I, I think it should be somebody else. You know, even if they brought in a couple jobbers or whatever, Leon Ruff, but you know, guys like that, so he could beat the shit out of. Then with these two guys, it could have been like that. That's how I saw it though. But no, I agree with you. But I, I still agree with you though. Yeah, with Seamus. But for me, it's just different. I was like, for sure. For sure. So uh, that's all you got? Yep. Okay. So uh, high point. um, uh, You guys are going to really hate me for this, but uh, I have to call it. I have to call it how I see it. I gave a four and a half to Drew versus Kofi. You're out of your mind. What? The end of this match was amazing. The fu- the spinning future shock DDT by Drew. Yeah. I was like, <gasps> wow. I that was awesome. Like that. Yeah. As much as but I think <laughs> I think what really made me love this match was that Drew won and we didn't have to see Kofi in the title picture. <laughs> That's true. I think that's what it was that drew me over the top. Ah, drew me. Ah, see what I did? Nothing. God damn, it was no. right there. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Anyway, but no, I gave that a four and a half. I, I thought this match was really, really good. Um, like I said, the end of the match was just amazing. I was like, wow. And I was invested in this match. Like, I literally put everything down. I'm like, okay, all right. So this was good. And also, too, I wanted to throw this out there is the fact that Drew was keeping pace with Kofi says a lot too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because Kofi goes pretty quick and Drew was catching up to him. And yeah. Drew was on pace with him. So that's why I was just like, wow, I this is I, I like this match. Um, for sure, for sure. Just other notables, and I got a question after I get you guys' high points and final uh, overall. I like that beginning with uh, Ms. TV. It wasn't the greatest. I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying yeah. it was great. But I like the fact, again, it was different because of Nikki Cross. We haven't seen Nikki Cross in God knows how long. I know that's yeah. Rick's favorite wrestler. But oh. you haven't seen Nikki Cross in God knows how long. And to have her be in this type of match where she didn't quite lose, but she didn't quite win either. It was still good that they were protecting her somewhat. 
And, you know, she's one of the underdogs, obviously. So that's what I appreciated the most about it. Uh, there was a, another mention, and I have to because of the fact that she was released. But I gave a three to Naomi and Lana versus Dana and Mandy. These wow. girls were going back and forth pretty quickly. In, in a women's match, I have not seen that in such a long time. How they were going spot to spot to spot to spot to spot to spot. I was like, God damn, they're going off on this. That's why even when I heard that Lana was released, I was shocked. I was like, after that match she had, they said, fuck it. Yeah. I was like, wow, wow, all right. But I had, I had to throw that in there because it was a good match. But, yeah, my highest was Drew versus Kofi. Rick, what was yours? My highest point was Alexa's Playground with Reginald and Shayna. Mm. I loved it. I think Alexa is gold, Jerry. Gold. Um, what, 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 what stood out for you during that? Because for me, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. But it was yeah. – I'm like – For me, it was Alexa's eyes. Yes. Like the way she moves her eyes and, and the mm. eye makeup is really, really good. Uh, really creepy. Um, and also Shayna being involved because you wouldn't expect Shayna to be involved in a storyline like this. Right. So I'm very intrigued on to where they're going to go with this and how they're going to have Alexa go over on somebody like Shayna. Mm. That's going to be a huge story to tell. So I'm very intrigued. I'm very cautious about it as well because it could be bad. So I'm just like, it's one of those things where you're just like, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't, know. I don't yeah. know. So that's what's got my excitement up for this. But yeah, I gave it a three. So that was my highest point. So let me, let me ask you a question, though, uh, since we're talking about that. Do you think that they're going to start doing like they did with Bray, that every time uh -huh. somebody faces him, that they end up changing? Uh, no, I don't think that's what's going to happen with them. Not with, uh, with, with Alexa, I think it's uh, they're trying to make it they're trying to get away from Bray and try to make it her own Seems thing like with that, Lily. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that was your highest? That was it? Yes, it was. Yes. Okay. Uh, Clay, what was your highest point of Raw? For me, my highest point was Xavier Woods versus Randy Orton. I gave it a three. I really enjoyed this match. Woods always puts on a good match. Uh, you know, for me, mm -hmm. I really like his wrestling ability and the fact that Randy did the, what was Riddle called? Bro, Derek. Bro, Derek, yeah, got. I was all excited for that, and I still love this team of RKO, bro. So I they gave growing it on me. They, they got they, shirts. They're good. Do they really? They got the shirts out already. Yep. Ooh, I might have to get me a shirt. <laughs> but yes, that I gave a three, and then Tony, I have to agree with you, Drew McIntyre versus Kofi, but I gave it a three also. So the ending of that. I really, I really enjoy. Good ending, though. I ain't gonna front out. Now, before I get your overalls, though, what are you guys thinking of the whole Elias and Riker turning babyface? <sighs> Remember, I said it before that they were gonna push him as, as, as the main event picture. So yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't Ridiculous. see it. I don't see it no. with Riker. Huh? I don't see him as a character. He's got the muscle. Yes, he's a veteran. Respect, one hundred percent. You notice just, how they threw that in there. Yeah, yeah, on Memorial Day, which yeah. was cool, which was yeah. cool. Yeah. But I just – his character's not there for me. Yeah. So. Just, what about no. you? No, I disagree with him. I don't want to see – I disagree with Riker as a oh. – uh, I'm like, disagree with No, him. not with Clay. No, I agree <laughs> with Clay. I disagree with Riker being anywhere near a title picture or on yeah. a solo run. He should have been released. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Damn. 
Well, they yeah. released the rest of the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. <laughs> and Steve Cutler signed with Impact. Did he really? Did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, good for him. Oh, All right, so overall, actually, no, I got another question for you guys. Uh, will Mansoor be undefeated once they go on the road? And start- he already lost. When? He lost to Sheamus. When oh, Sheamus had... Wasn't that like a DQ finish or something like no, that? No, that was a bad. He lost. He got pinned. Yeah. Get oh, the sure out of here. For sure. I said it on the show when you weren't here. I said uh, as soon as Tony Diaz said he was undefeated, he lost the next week. Oh, shit. That's fucked up. <laughs> well, never mind that question then. Uh, <laughs> all right. So overall, I thought this was a pretty good average raw show for the week. I gave it a 2.25. Wow. Um, Clay, what'd you give it? I gave Raw a 1.8. Rick? I also gave it a 1.8 this week. It is now time for AEW Dynamite! (laughs) All right. My lowest point of AEW this week had to be QT and Anthony Agogo defeating Cody and uh, Lee. I gave it a 1. First of all, how do you have a pay-per-view where Cody goes over but he loses to Anthony Gogo's punch, which was probably the weakest punch thrown I've ever yeah. seen in my life to be yeah. a knockout punch. Um, I gave that a one. It was terrible. Uh, <laughs> Cody needs to fucking leave my TV. I am so sick and tired of him. Uh, this whole thing with Anthony Gogo, go away. If you're not going to win, go away. Yeah. He should have won that match at the pay-per-view. This match Oh, we're gonna go. They're gonna go over now because a cutesy fucking Marshall. Fuck out of here with that shit. Gave it a one. It was just god awful. And of course, the Sting, Darby, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky promo gave that a one. Oh, thank you guys. I remember. shut up, Sting. Shut up. Though the Sting and Darby Allen T-shirt, that's badass. I really enjoyed that shirt. That was pretty cool. When you paint uh, it halfway, yeah, you're going to make a good T-shirt, I guess. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tony, what are your low points of AEW this week? Uh, my low point was the Sting and Darby promo. I'm done with this. Stop. Just stop. Yep. You know, yep. I mean, you can only go so far and to push somebody to be a badass. And I'm sorry to say, yeah, you brought in Sting for that. You brought in Sting to push Darby Allen. You brought in Sting to make Darby Allen look like a badass. He's not a badass. You know, we've mentioned it earlier before about Gargano and Tampa and Adam Cole. These guys are tiny guys, and they don't even want to go on the main roster because they know what's going to happen. But yet you're going to try to convince me that fucking Darby Allen is a badass now because Sting said so? Yeah. No. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with that. So I'm tired. I'm tired of this promo. You know, he's grabbing the mic. You know, Darby has grabbing the mic like he's some kind of, you know, I got something. Shit. No, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> God, point five. My lowest uh, point. Uh, Clay, what are your low points? I'd have to agree with you guys. That staying in Darby promo, uh, not there. Uh, this whole storyline with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, I, I'm not in it. And like Tony just said, you're going to make a 150-pound kit guy soaking wet seem like a badass. So it's like it's it just doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't no matter no matter who you threw in with Darby. It's it's just not going to make sense. I gave it a one. So that was my lowest point of AEW. Ooh. Yeah. Look, uh, 
All right. Well, my, my highest point for me was definitely the Young Bucks defeating Pac and uh, Penta. I gave it a four. I really enjoyed this match. This was a badass match. The Young Bucks showed they can go. But you know what? Penta is the key to this. He is so fucking good at what he does. I gave it a four. And he's badass. I just love this match. Tony, what was your highest point? You know, before I give my highest point, I have to disagree with you. I think this was probably the worst match that the Young Bucks and Penta and Pac has ever had together. I wow. saw so many mistakes in this match. I was like, wow, they're actually making these bad mistakes. Penta, you know, there was a few times where, you know, he's outside the ring and he's looking at the, he stared at the wall. So that way he didn't see one of the Young Bucks coming in to break the, to break the, the count. If you go back and look at that match again, he was staring at a wall. He was staring at the wall just so he can have his back turn while they did that. Um, but even during the match, I've never seen the Young Bucks and these two. Now, these four guys should have an amazing match. And I was looking for I was like, this match is going to be badass. But I was so disappointed. So many mistakes happened during this match. I was just like... Wow. And how many times are we going to see the Young Bucks trying to take off or taking off these luchadors' masks? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, I don't it's, like It's getting played out. I mean, yeah. granted, you know, Penta had the extra mask underneath. Um, okay, fine. You know, but it, that's, it's getting played out. So, yeah, I, I, this is one match I disagree with you, Rick. Uh, I just thought it was just nah, not that great. I gave it a one and a half though. But uh, my highest, honestly, it was Dustin versus Camarado in the um, in the Texas Bull Rope match. I gave it a three. Wasn't that bad? Um, this, this why this, was it the main event? And that's where I was yeah. going to go. At. Why was this the main event? Uh, that, now, granted, the story was there, but it wasn't for me. Like, when they announced this match as the main event, I was just like, oh, yeah, there was a story, wasn't there? You, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like a story. I was like, ooh, yes, finally. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like that. This, how do you say his last name? Camarado? Camarado. Camarado. This dude, man, let me tell you something. Is The potential is there. The potential is there. This guy has the look. He has, like, the wild man look. The potential is definitely there for him. But you have him feud him with uh, Dustin Rhodes. And that's yeah. the big mistake. But other than that, he did show that he can go in this match, so that's why I gave it a three. Highest point of AEW. All right. Uh, Clay, what was your high point? For me, it was Pac and Penta versus the Young Bucks. I gave it a 3.5 uh, overall. I, I thought this match was really good. The Young Bucks played a good heel, uh, as continued to be. Uh, Penta and Pac, you know, did pretty decent, I thought, but I'm not a professional wrestler, so I could see where Tony would see, you know, mistakes like that. I'm just watching as a casual fan, mm-hmm. you know, but and I tried watching as a casual fan, too. But there was just so many mistakes happening. I was like, all right, now I got to be picky. <laughs> <laughs> but I also uh, really I it wasn't the greatest match in the world, but I did enjoy Christian Cage and Jungle Boy versus Private Party. I gave yeah. it a two and a half Jungle Boy. I'm a huge fan of and. These guys worked well together, you know. I it wasn't the greatest match in the world for both these teams, but I enjoyed it. So that's what I have to say for AEW. So all right. Um, I do have to say this about AEW though. Mark Henry comes out to no music. (laughs) Why? What the hell was that? He has a video. Only that he got pumped again. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Get out of my ring. By Vicky Guerrero. Yes. <laughs> and then Andrade comes out with no music. No music. What, what's going on, man? And not this even is... not even a, a teaser or anything. You know, Vicky's just like Andrade, Ali, he's here. You know, because they were cheering, so you couldn't even hear her. Yeah. So I'm like, does she just say Andrade and Dilo? <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, um, and also I have to say this about AEW: the the fans, the ones that were sitting behind the ring, in the yeah. very beginning, they weren't cheering. Yeah, it was just like they yeah. were just sitting there at a talk show, waiting for somebody to tell them to applaud or to mm-hmm. cheer. Like this is not the Thunderdome. You're supposed to cheer on your own people. Like let's not get lazy. Um, yeah. yeah. Overall, I gave AEW this week a two point one. Tony. Wow. Wow, I gave it a 1.5. Wow. Clay? Clay. I'm back. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you give AEW overall? I gave it a 2.1. Look at this. See, great minds think alike. I'm telling you, Tony, you're the odd man out. (laughs) Well, it's because of the damn fucking Young Bucks match. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, since, you know, before we go on to uh, NXT, I mean, what are your thoughts on Andrade being an AEW? I love it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for him to be an AEW. Hopefully, he gets a better run with them. Yeah. Uh, I could see not now, but I could see in a couple months him be in the world title picture. Yeah, I think if well, he has know, been challenging Kenny Omega online. Yeah, well, he uh, is going to fight Kenny Omega for the AAA title. AAA title. Yeah. We'll yeah. Now, what about the uh, promo Miro cut when he says that? First of all, I'd like to thank God for my powers and for my hot wife. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, but is that a tease that Lana is AEW about? Oh, yeah, yeah. she is. Well, I mean, there, there's no doubt in my mind that Lana is going to come to AEW. There's just no, for sure. you know, yeah. as soon as I got or as soon as I saw she was released, AEW bound 100%. Okay, and now we're going to NXT POV. And I'm done saying to Mamma Mia. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. If, you know, if I didn't create it, I don't really want to do it. So, that's just all me. Mamma Mia is dead. <laughs> Low points for me was the whole, the beginning of it, the Pete Dunn versus Gargano versus O'Reilly match. I gave it a one. I understand what they were doing with. You know, with Adam Cole bringing them in, but these guys were having such a good match going on. You could have, you know, and it didn't make sense because it's a triple threat, no DQ. And as soon as Cole comes out, the match stops and then they go on to something else. That doesn't make sense to me at all. And it just threw me off. So I gave it a one. And that was my only low point of NXT. Rick. Mm -hmm. What was your low points? My low point was the uh, Adam Cole and Karrion Cross promo. Gave that a one. I like you said earlier in the show. Karrion Cross needs to stop talking. Too mm-hmm. much talking, and he's just is humanizing him. So that was my lowest point. I gave it a one. All okay. right, and Tony. My lowest point was the Ember and Raquel fight. Um, yeah. Ember Moon's my girl and all, but I don't like her in this picture right now. It's not cutting it for me. I mean, uh, granted, her promo did change a little bit. You know, she's not, you know, emphasizing certain words and stuff like that, and which is fine, and she shouldn't be doing that. But uh, it was something about it that I was just like, eh. So I gave it a one. 
All right. And high points for NXT. I had uh, Legado del Fantasma versus MSK. I gave it a 3.5. Thought Mm. these teams worked well together. You know, and I'm not upset that MSK won, but I wouldn't mind seeing Del Fantasma at least get one run at the NXT belts. I understand the MSK still got to be holding the belts and stuff like that, but I wish I was so bad these guys would at least get one chance at the belts. Yeah. That gave that 3.5. And I also gave a three to Carmelo Hayes versus Kushida. You know, with Kushida, I feel like he could go with anybody and make a match look really good. He's just one of them guys. And, you know, so I gave it three. Tony, what was your highest points of NXT? Uh, both of what you said. Um, uh, if I had anyone that was close, I would have to say the very beginning. But the highest for me was Kushida versus Carmelo and Legato versus MSK. Those were my, and I gave them both the three. All Could've right, could have been more if they had more time. But yeah. I think for what we were given, it was about a three, so a little above average. All right, and Rick. You know, I have to agree with you. I gave it to MSK defeating Legato de Fantasma. I gave it 3.5. I'm with MSK all night and all day. I'm Ew. with them, man. They are really, really Ew. good. Um, they are awesome. Ew. And I have to say, Zion Lee, uh, coming from Mercedes Martinez, I'm very intrigued. I want to see where that goes. But you know what I like mo- mo- mostly about that is the fact that they went back all the way from yep. to, uh, women's tournament. Yeah, the young yeah. classic. They went that as far. And I was like, "Damn, all right." And you know, Zayli looked different then, so did Mercedes Martinez. And look at how they look now. It's like, wow, yeah. big changes. But no, I agree. I like that. I'm looking forward to that one for sure. For sure. Overall, I gave NXT a 2.1 this week. Tony. Yeah, I gave it a 2.14 this week. Wow, and Rick. I gave it a 2.2. All right, people. Now, I, that, before, we go, yep. before we go to SmackDown, I do got a question. Yes. Pedro Biasi. Should, <laughs> should he be on commentary? Oh. He, can he do it as a commentator? I think he could do it. voice for it. I think, I think he could be a real good heel commentator. Okay. I could see it. Uh, no. Leave him where he's at. I like him really? in the managerial role. Him with Cameron Grimes. Woo. That's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. That was my question. All right. With that being said, it's time for the SmackDown breakdown. Second. Uh, my lowest point for SmackDown had to be girl. Uh-uh. <laughs> Bianca Belair's promo was god awful and Bailey really? could not save it. Bailey could not save it this time. She tried. Uh, you could tell she, she tried. She definitely she tried, but girl. Uh uh-uh. uh, I am not feeling Bianca Belair. I'm like over twice her during that promo. Yes, she Girl. did. Uh uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. Point five. Terrible, Damn. terrible. And then she challenges Bailey, and Bailey doesn't challenge her to a hair versus hair match. I'm not for it. It better be a hair versus hair match. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. Tony, what was your lowest point of SmackDown? So it worked really good for Shinsuke in New Japan. Can I think they can still do it in WWE in SmackDown on SmackDown? Um, but I think they just need to stop with the Corbin thing and just give that shit to Shinsuke and then let him run with it because his highest moment was in New Japan when he was being the king of strong style and he was just a straight up badass. And they need to do that 
on SmackDown with him. And they need to start giving him a shot at the title. Um, yeah, for sure. Towards the end of his career and fuck, give it to him already. You know, let him get that shot, man. He deserves it. All right, Clay, what's your little point of SmackDown? You know, for me, that, like like you said, that Bianca Belair promo was atrocious. I did not Girl. like this. Girl, uh-uh. no. You and know, you know what, Tony? I'm going to say this right now. That is just like Sasha. Right there. That whole girl by when don't Sasha you, was. Shut was, your ass. Don't you what? dare compare her to Sasha. No, it, it's a bad place. And that's the only downfall of Sasha for me. But, 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 but the thing of it is, I'm trying to justify it because you both said it. <laughs> It's not working. It's not working. No, it's just, and even like you said, Rick, too, Bailey couldn't even save it. And the worst part was she was on satellite. It's like, uh, (laughs) I just, I didn't like that whole thing. I gave it a 0.5, and that was my lowest point, SmackDown. My highest point of SmackDown was Apollo defeating Kevin Owens. I gave it a 2.5. I don't see why Kevin Owens is in the Intercontinental title picture, but uh, whatever, man. I just, I want to move past this as well. So, uh, yeah, that was a 2.5. That was probably the best match of the night. Um, And and that's not saying much. Tony, what's your highest point of SmackDown? (laughs) I'm going a totally different way. Uh, I think the first Usos versus Mysterios was the best match of the night. I gave it a three. And I tell you, the reason why I gave it a three is because, honestly, Dominic, He's changed a lot since he started wrestling. He's taken these bumps from the Usos. And let me tell you something. I, I, I know this for a fact. The Usos were stiff on Dominic just to see how, you know, to push him to that level. And they did a lot of things on Dominic. I was like, damn, and Dominic's taking it. All right. I, I took my hat off to him. And, uh, yeah, they punished the fuck out of him. The second match, though, I wasn't a big fan of. But yeah. uh, the first one, I definitely was, and I gave it a three. That was the high point. Okay. Clay, what was your high point of SmackDown? Highest point for me was Kevin Owens versus Apollo Crews. I gave it a three. Really enjoyed that uh, Kevin was selling uh, the attack from uh, Commander Aziz uh, and coming out. He yeah. sold, sold it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match in general was good. And uh, not surprised that Apollo retained there. And so really pretty good match. Even also Sami Zayn coming out, maybe starting another feud with Kevin. I would yeah. I don't mind that because then two- yeah, which is sad because we always hate repetitive stuff, but this uh, I'm those two work well. So I'm yeah. and I gave it a three. Side note though, on SmackDown, I wanted to say this. Shinsuke coming out, his entrance with uh, Rick Bogues is awesome. But that's not the only thing I loved. Pat McAfee on commentary. Yes. I will say that. Gosh, dang, is he good? I love it. The the whole that's your boy, the, huh? That's your boy. It he is. He is. He's awesome. Standing up on the commentary table, yeah. uh, you know, my, and you could tell. I think Michael Cole's embarrassed by yeah. oh, Pat. God, yeah, he is. And, you know, Pat doesn't give a fuck. He no, is. Yeah. He is all for it. And I just loved how Pat was on commentary. What did he say about like my or something about suck hole or something like, <laughs> like what what was it? Oh, uh, magic is in front of your suck hole or something like that. I forget what it, what the whole thing he said, but that got me laughing. So wow. Pat McAfee, gold. 
Oh, wow. Easy was stealing from you, Rick. Wow. All right. All right. All right. All right. Calm down. Our, uh, our final on SmackDown, though. What do you What do you guys think of the uh, uh, Liv Morgan coming out? That it felt uh, weird? This yes. is terrible. It was weird. It's it a terrible match. It was... But no, I'm, I'm just talking about Liv in general, not the not the match. Yeah, I think with Liv, it's too much riot, riot squad still. Yeah, but yeah. She, didn't come, she didn't her her uh, get up uh, didn't really resemble riot squadish. She had the flannels still. She had yeah. the flannels. I think, I think, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. looking for her face because she was still rocking that teardrop shit and all yeah. that. Well, and I understand like Ruby got you know released this week, and yeah. you can't just in two days. You know that'd be rough. Just forget about it. Yeah, right. no, no, I, I hear you. Now, what? Now, did uh, I got another question before I give our final? Did Carmella get something done? Uh, yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've been doing my homework and I'm, I've been really checking it out just to, Very, you know, as a journalist, as a journalist, you know, of course, journalist research. Yeah, um, and I've just haven't found an answer yet. But I'm yeah, are you still, still are you still yes, looking? I'm still looking, still got oh. my eyes on the prize. Right. Um, overall, I gave SmackDown a 1.4 this week. Tony, Damn. I gave SmackDown a 1.43. Damn. Damn, Clay, I gave it a 1.6. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> <be> nice. <laughs> Damn. All right, it is now time for Raw versus AEW versus NXT versus SmackDown. Currently, NXT's ahead three to AEW's two to Raw's one and SmackDown's one. Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go with NXT this week with a 2.2. That's my highest. I have NXT, AEW, Raw, and then SmackDown. Uh, Clay. For me, I, uh, man, because I got AEW and NXT tied at a 2.1. You know, I'm going to have to say NXT. This week also, I enjoyed the show more. I feel like, though, if the Andrade promo coming out, the surprise was with Mark Henry as well, was a little bit better. Mm. I would have gave the nudge to AEW, but with no music, no, I mean, the surprise of Andrade was great. You couldn't hear Vicky, and that just it just threw off the excitement for me. So I would have to yeah. say NXT, AEW, Raw, and SmackDown. All right, Tony? Uh, my notes I have, and I'm going off it because I don't think that uh, AEW is even close to NXT, but I have Raw, NXT, AEW, and then SmackDown. I thought SmackDown was the worst, and AEW was close, though, in my opinion, because they could have uh, done a lot of things correct, and they just didn't. And, yeah. I saw, and, and like I said, too, watching that match in the beginning, and I was disappointed. Don't get me wrong. I, I like the Young Bucks. They throw a really good match, but I was disappointed in that. Man. Yeah. All right. So NXT is now up four to AEW's two to Raw's one and SmackDown's one. All right, Tony, it's time for the book. Yeah. So those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling, and we do it just to get a good laugh. And uh, sometimes these things need to be in the book because a lot of them are ridiculous. So uh, we ready? Yes, sir. Uh, coronavirus. One more month. One more month. Yeah. All right. Dragon breath. Stays. Well, Ooh. Braun is gone, but <laughs> he still got Drew. Yeah, but Drew is still there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Roman's Chapos. Stays. Stays. The way. Stays. Go away. Stay. Rankings. Well, 
Britt Baker did win, but they have to follow the rankings. So she has to fight the next, the number one contender, which I think is Thunder Rosa. But it looks like it's going to be Nyla Rose for whatever reason. So it's going to stay. So if Nyla Rose is the next challenger, then it stays in the book. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, Tony's hatred for Sasha because she sucks. Stays. Damn. Clay stays. Why? I talk yeah. shit about I talk shit about Sasha a little bit. <laughs> Too little. She hasn't so. been there. I can't say anything. She's not speaking there. Speaking of Sasha Banks, speaking of Sasha Banks, apparently Sasha Banks is coming back at SummerSlam as well as John Cena. That's the that rumors that yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Heyman's googly eyes. Stays. That stays. <laughs> that background of him with I Roman have, watching the TV. Say, as much as we dog that shit, I laugh. Every I love it. I love it. I love that shit. Especially when Roman goes, get the Usos out here. <laughs> get them Play the music. Play their music. The Usos. The Usos. Play their music. The Usos. I'm like, hey, come on, man. The, the definition of kiss ads has this picture on it. Yes, oh, for sure. For but sure. it's still funny to me. But yeah, we definitely need to keep it in the book. Um, Morrison's cockatoo to do. Stays. Sasha's ghetto laugh. <laughs> Stays. Stays. Uh, AJ's Billy Goatee. Did he have it? Did he? I don't, I don't think so. So we can take it out. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it in there. And if he has it on Monday, then yeah. If he doesn't have it on Monday, then we'll revisit this and possibly take it out. Okay. And uh, finally, Apollo's non accent. That stays. What are you talking about? He has an accent. I can't stand it. I, can't, I just can't. Intercontinental. The intercontinental. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when he says that. I really do. Like, cause he's so he's emphasizing that word so bad. Intercontinental. Intercontinental. Oh my god! Shut the fuck up! I really liked you better when you talked normal. <laughs> you actually take it more serious. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, what about this whole Colonel Aziz thing? That's atrocious in itself. Yeah. So, all right. You know what? That's the end of the show. Uh, when we close out the show, we are going to play the five-second shuffle uh, game, which Rick currently still holds. And I yes. tried making it tough, uh, Clay. I tried making it tough. And yeah. He had a few softballs. A and few. Uh, he ended up coming through. <laughs> and I made it difficult. I said, you got to get two I, out of five. Yeah. Two out of five. That's what I told him. Yeah. You got it. Uh, so, but in this case, because you are back, you guys back. Are go toe to toe, and the first to three will win the okay. five second shuffle championship. So, with that being said, I am your host Tony Diaz, along with the fifty dollar man Clay Cummings in the third wheel, Rick Serrano Luther. Love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. All right. So, Rick, being that you hold this uh, uh, title. Uh, would you like to go first, or are you going to pass it on to Clay? Well, is it up to five, or is it up to three? Like we, because we usually do five. Oh, sorry, yes, first five. five. No, I was thinking of the other one. Yeah. All right, so first. I'll let Clay go first. Okay, Clay, you will go first. This is your first one. Here you go. Okay. All 
Oh, I've heard this before. Yes, we have all heard this before. <laughs> Jake Roberts? No, it is not. No. No. Rick, you want to take this one? Is that, uh, is that Howard Finkel? No, it is not. No, it is not. So no more hints or anything like that. We're just going to keep going and going because that way we won't take so long. But this was Eugene. Damn it. Eugene. I, as, yeah. You knew it? Yes, I did. As soon as I was like popping in my head, I'm like, oh, Uh, yeah. I know it now. This one is yours. Yep. Can you feel the heat? Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, yes. Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> the play's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Whatever. Right. You can tie it. You can yeah. tie it. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> this softball. The time has come to relieve that pain. Mankind? Yes. Mankind. Mankind. Anyway. Tied up one on one. Rick, this one's for you. Call to me. Call to me. Oh, mm. I'm going with, uh, let's go with uh, Tori. No, it is not. Clay, you want to give it a shot? Oh, I've heard this one too, but I, I don't remember. Um, Carmella. No, Summer Rae. Dang Ooh. it. Summer Rae. And the thing of it is, they did use that for the Total Divas thing too. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I knew because that's probably where you guys heard it mainly because <laughs> that was total divas mainly, but they were summer rays also. All right, so who's it on Clay? Clay, yep. yep. Clay? All right, this one for you. Okay. Mm. Is that Ricochet? No, it is not. Mm. Rick. Is that Rob Van Dam? It is not Rob Van Dam. It's Kalisto. Ooh. Oh Kalisto, yeah. Hmm. Recently released. <laughs> All right, still tied one on one. Rick, it's on you. Yep. Oof. I'm, I'm going I, right now. You both ain't gonna get this one. Uh, I'm going double J, J Jeff Jarrett. No, it is not. Clay, you want to take a whack at it? Kid Cash. No, it is not. It's a good guess though, but it's Tank Abbott. Wow. <laughs> Sure, that was the first one I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one goes to Clay? Yep. All right, here you go. Are you ready, boys? Mm. Is that Sable? No, it is not. The good guess, though. That's a good uh-huh. guess. Uh, Rick, you feel it? Is that... Are you ready, boys? Is that... Uh... Damn. Tori Wilson? No, it's Medusa. Oh. Medusa. Yes. See, you know, the, the last, what, three or four is brand new. WCW. Yeah. And WCW, yes. All right, this one goes to Rick. Yeah. Okay, yep. here you go. Jesus Christ. Randy Orton. Randy Orton, yes, Randy Orton. Uh, so you're up two to one. You're yep. up two to one. Clay, hopefully you'll get a softball. <laughs> Gosh. You got one, have you? I've got Mankind, yeah. Oh, okay, Mankind, yeah. Okay, here yeah. you go. 
you want to take a guess? <laughs> uh, is that Batista? Uh, Batista, yes. Batista. Yeah. Tied it up at two. There's your softball. Yeah. Uh, watch Rick gets the rest of these are softballs. <laughs> Here you go, Rick. Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe, yes. Dang it. Well, I saw you doing uh, that. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. oh, he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Samoa Joe. So you were up what? Three? Three, two. Three, two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Clay, you can tie it up with this one. Okay. Jesus Christ. Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> yes, Eddie Guerrero. So it's yeah. tied up three to three. Rick, this one's on you. You can be up four to three, or Rick or Clay can steal it and be up four to three. Here you go. You won't do that one. Sorry. That's the tough enough uh, entry. Oh, wow. Fuck okay. So we won't do that one. All right, here you go, Rick. Is that uh, MVP? No, it is not. Good guess, though. Clay, you can steal this one and be up four to three. Elijah Burke. Wow. Yes, Elijah Burke. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. How did you get that one? Uh, WWE video games. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, SmackDown versus Raw 2009. I played wow. that. I played that religiously as a kid. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four to three. <laughs> Clay is up. Yep. Rick. Wait, no, this one goes to Clay. It goes yeah. to Clay. Yeah. Clay can win this and defeat Wow. You. Let's wow. go. Wow. I'm still impressed. <laughs> will this be a softball? And Clay will defeat Rick's around a third. Or if you don't get it, Rick can tie. And yep. we win. You ready, Clay? Yes, sir. Yep. Right. Here we go. Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was hoping he went with Mustafa Ali. You know what? If if I didn't see who it was, I would have guessed Mustafa Ali. That's who I was thinking first too. But then I started singing it, and then I was like, "That's Cedric." <laughs> yeah, that was like his first one, right? In WWE, because isn't it? Uh -huh. He's still doing it now. He's still doing he? it now. He's back, yeah. Back to that since he was in the hurt business, did the hurt business thing, and then now he's back to oh, okay. That damn fucking Rick, you lost. Yeah, you got defeated. You got defeated. Clay Cummins is the new five second shuffle champion. Let's go. We do not own the right.